0: This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius XM channel 80 and always, always throw that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN radio. Casual fan, we are talking to you at Triple H, say ESPN, 888 3776 Who are you rooting for to win on Sunday in the Super Bowl and why? You heard Sharonda from Baltimore. She was on about an hour ago. She is not having it when it comes to rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs after what happened, what they did to the Baltimore Ravens. We want to hear from you. Who are you rooting for as casual fan? Triple H, say ESPN, 888 3776 The two coaches, they're center stage as well. We know about the quarterbacks when it comes to Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City, Harry and Purdy, Brock Purdy, when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers. But both coaches. Uh-oh. We got to get to them. For example you got a Chiefs team believing, believing, believing they continue to be in the middle of something special. Meanwhile, in San Francisco, the head coach of the forty nines, Kyle Shanahan, he clearly understands getting here was fantastic, trying to make sure you don't lose here. Uh, that's, I think, the most special thing about Brock. I mean, just he doesn't have to change much because that's really who he is. I mean, Brock is as humble of a person as I've ever been around. Um, I talk about him having just a strong set foundation on who he is, and uh, it's rare I think people have that Coming out of high school, I bet he had it. Just looking at what he did in college and how people speak of him. Um, I know when he came to the league, you could see it on him right away. You've seen it through everything. I mean, the third-string quarterback, the starting quarterback, what he's done this year, I mean, he's still the same guy as he was the first day, and uh, you can ask him. I think it has a lot to do with his faith, how he leads his life, but it carries in everything he does. I love the fact that he said everything about, man, we're glad that we were able to put him in a position or he put himself in a position and he took advantage of that opportunity. It could have been very easy for Kyle Shanahan to say, well, we traded all that for Trey Lance. He's got to do this. Or we can't trust Jimmy Garoppolo, but we have no choice. He said, nope, (laughs) those two guys, (laughs) uh uh-uh. We're going to ride with the man from Iowa State. And it puts even more pressure on a 49ers team that has not won a Super Bowl since the 1994 season and that 1995 Super Bowl. So I'll ask you, Harry Douglas, you got Andy Reid trying to make it three in six years, three championships. Kyle Shanahan trying to end that drought. That right now is almost 30 years for the San Francisco 49ers. Which head coach has the most on the line and why?
1: Oh, it's Kyle Shanahan. Right? When we look at Andy Reid, Andy Reid got that monkey off his back when he left the Philadelphia Eagles, going to Kansas City, being able to win a Super Bowl for the first time. But Mm -hmm. not only the first time, but getting Mm two, And he's been there for his fourth time now in the last six years. But Kyle Shanahan, he has not got that monkey off his back.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Right?
1: Because he's a damn good coach. But, you know, when you look at when he was offensive coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons back in 2016, and they were able to make a Super Bowl, and you're up in that game 28-3, to and then Mm -hmm. Tom Brady and company comes back and wins that game, Mm -hmm. and you made some questionable calls as an offensive play caller, that sticks with you. Also, when you look at 2019, you got to the game, but in which you felt like you may have called a, a perfect game, but when you're up 10 points against the Kansas City Chiefs, 20-10, uh, to 10, and that's after you got an interception from Mahomes, right? right? And you couldn't get points on the board at that moment, and you lose that Super Bowl game, that sticks with you. When you go to NFC Championship games versus the Rams and the Eagles and you can't get it done, that sticks with you. So for me, mm-hmm. it's Kyle Shanahan mm-hmm. because we know how he's going to be attached to his father, Mike Shanahan. Well, guess what? Right. Mike Shanahan's won, won the Super Bowl. Kyle Shanahan, that's next on his list to put himself in a different position, position right, more so than, than other coaches. We've seen Sean McVay leave that Washington at the time. I was just going to say the commanders, mm-hmm. right, leave the commanders, go to the Rams, win a Super Bowl. Not only go to a Super Bowl, but went to two. Right. Was able to get over the hump and win one. Mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan, who's supposed to be the leader of that, you know, McVay, LaFleur, uh, Slowick, and all those guys, he's been able to get to the game. But he hasn't been able to win that game. So he has to get that monkey off his back. That's why I believe he has more pressure on him in this matchup.
0: There's absolutely no doubt in everything you said, and here's something else to that. In the NFL, championship windows or potential championship windows get slimmer and slimmer and slimmer. You don't believe me? Ask the Buffalo Bills how they're feeling right now. If you told anybody that they got to worry about a potential championship window closing and they have not been champions yet in the National Football League, man, oh, man, it's a lot quicker to be where they are, and then all of a sudden you're not there as a championship contender. San Francisco has been that team where you look at the best teams in football, the best organizations in football, you can clearly make a case, especially in NFC, for that team when it comes to San Francisco 49ers. But the more and more you get there or you try to get there and you don't win it and you always fall short or something happens where you have a lead and then you don't have it or two quarterbacks knock down another championship game or Patrick Mahomes is in your way not once but twice, at a certain point, you don't want to hear excuses. And especially when John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan, the general manager and forty nine head coach respectively, have been fantastic. People said, why are you giving those two dudes a six-year contract each? And then they ripped it up in year three and said, now we need to give them a little bit more because they've been so successful making this work, spotting talent, making that talent better. It does not mean a whole bunch if you don't be able to find your way into a championship situation and win it when you get there. You can say you learned the lessons from back in 2019. That's all well and good. That doesn't matter because you got to find a way to make plays and give a lot of credit to that organization. They trusted Brock Purdy. Even when he did not play well in the first half versus Green Bay, they trusted he would figure it out, and they helped him, and he did. Did not play well in the first half versus Detroit. They still had trust in him. He figured it out, and he did in the championship game. They better hope that he doesn't have to have a chance to try to figure it out if they're in a deficit in the first half versus Kansas City because they're behind Kansas City, they're going to stay behind Kansas City, and then now what for the 49ers, no matter what kind of talent they've been able to put together as an organization.
1: Freddie, what good is it for me to write a very meaningful letter if I do not dot my eyes and cross my T's?
0: Sure, absolutely.
1: Right, and, and when I look at Kyle Shanahan, winning the Super Bowl, in my opinion, is equivalent to dotting his eyes and crossing his T's. Right, because if you're not able to get this done, and who was the, the coach in Buffalo? It was Levy, right?
0: Marv Levy. Yep. four straight years.
1: Think, think about the hardships that he went through. Think about Jim Kelly, right, in that light as well. Think about Dan Marino, never, never being able to win one, and yeah. how that discussion is. Mm-hmm. So for Cal Shanahan to be a part of a family that is highly respected. You think you want to be the guy in the family that couldn't get it done on the biggest stage?
0: Oh, God, no, especially when he knows what that are like. Yeah. But his dad went through that a little bit. Then they won two championships back-to-back in Denver, and he and John Elway never had to hear that again when it came to the Denver Broncos. And you mentioned Dan Marino. Just seeing him on the Pat McAfee show, and they're talking about that, the one time he got there, and they got the breaks beating off and about the San Francisco 49ers, and that roster of Hall of Famers led by Joe Montana and all those guys, Ronnie Lott, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Even he's so gracious talking about it. But if that was me and I have to heard about that for the last forty years, that would pull I mean that would have me put my eyeballs out of my head. If you gotta keep talking about one of the great quarterbacks in the history of the league and that one opportunity, you didn't get it done, and that opportunity never came back. And you can't assume that more than ever before in the second by second NFL that everybody lives in.
1: Remember when I said uh, was it last week a few weeks ago the Detroit Lions and the players that missed those opportunities in that game how they're going to go with their grave mm-hmm. thinking about those things
0: mm-hmm. because I know, you never I, know
1: I know Freddie and it's not a guarantee you're going to have an opportunity to get back to those matchups to to the big game to be able to you know make up for the wrongs that you've done in the past
0: right it used to be we'll be back here next year this is growing pains that we have to go through. <sighs> Uh-uh, that's not even a thing in professional sports anymore. The, the
1: only thing that's not recycling in the National Football League, in my opinion, we right. understand they're strong organizations, is the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. That's the only yeah. team that we can say, you know what, they're probably going to be back there. Yeah. Because they, they've showed that, that to us the last six years. Yeah,
0: they're the big bad wolf. Mm-hmm. And right now nobody's been able to tame that big bad wolf. Well, they're well, they, they
1: huffing and puffing and blowing houses down <laughs> left and right. <laughs> 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 we
0: but, we but, just yeah. heard Sharonda. We- oh, you know, Absolutely. Everybody's tired of being the three little pigs yeah. <laughs> having straw houses until somebody builds and, and, a concrete and one.
1: And on the way to the Super Bowl, it was, the, it was one little pig and a tongue of a uh-huh. It was the other little pig <laughs> and Josh Allen. And then there was the third little pig and Lamar Jackson <laughs> that they huff and puff and blew their house down.
0: That's the they're, Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to huff.
1: They're going <laughs> to puff.
0: And they're going to blow your house down.
1: Oh, please, please, let me in. Not about a hair on my 10 tin tin.
0: Okay. Destruction. <laughs> when it <laughs> okay. comes to Kansas City, and dreams of everybody trying to win championships. Harry Douglas, Freddie coming together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN radio. So we got these two teams meeting again for the second time in four years, winning trying to win a Super Bowl championship. Who are you rooting for as Casual Fan to win on Sunday and why? Let's hear from you at 888-ESPN. That two nine three seven seven six On the Freddie and Harry Callen line, Dwight and Dallas, who are you rooting for to win on Sunday as Casual Fan and why?
2: Yo, yo. So, uh, I'm honestly I'm not really rooting for anybody. I don't really have a dog in the fight. I know I'm Colts Nation to the day I die. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of greatness. So, I'm honestly... Patrick Mahomes, I would love to see him to go ahead and do it. Uh, keep the, I mean, keep, keep the legacy going. Uh, Tom Brady's out. I do, however, want to see Brock Purdy do well because I'm not a Brock Purdy hater. I love the fact that he's been killing it. Um, I, I, I want him to do well, but I ultimately, I would like to see uh, the Chiefs do their thing.
1: Now, Dwight, you you're not just gonna call in here and just act like you were just casual human being calling our show. <laughs> what have you mm-hmm. been up to, bro?
0: Mm-hmm. He tried to be smooth. Man. Yeah. <laughs>
1: bro, work has been killing
2: me lately. So, uh, okay, I, I've been doing a lot of work, a lot, a lot of work. Hey, shout out to uh, shout out to y'all again, man. I I haven't been able to. So I tried to call yesterday. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get in after like twenty five or twenty five to thirty times. I usually stop. Right. I kept going today. So yeah, good. Uh, I'm, I'm 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 gonna make sure to keep calling in, man. Yeah, yeah. Appreciate you, you bro. Dwight.
0: You fam, man. You always welcome. Right. There's no doubt about that. And I wonder how much of that we're gonna start hearing a little bit more. Because we heard the villain in the piece regarding Kansas City and unlikable and too boring and they're the villain. They're going to be playing people saying, Whoa, 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 wait a minute. Wait, wait, what's about Patrick Mahomes here? What's about a guy that's a great player and seems to be in, in an even better person when it comes to Patrick Mahomes? Yep. I always start to hear a little bit more of that getting closer and closer to game time instead of the villains known as the Kansas City Chiefs trying to win their third I'm Super Bowl here. six years. I'm here. And he's going to stay here for Address uh, me
1: as such because I'm here. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's leaned into that, by the way. Most people would be right. put up by that. Not him. He's kind of leaned into the fact that, yeah, I get it. I know what I sound like. You guys are having fun with it. But, hey, you're, I'm up here on this stage, and you're not. So keep on keeping on as far as that goes. <laughs> Benjamin in South Carolina, who are you rooting for to win on Sunday and why is casual fan?
2: Hey, what's up? Hey, Freddie. Uh, I'm going to take another route here. I'm, bro- I'm I'm rooting for the Zebras. I okay. want a fair game if I get a sense that they're Swifties and they're holding their flag <laughs> and throwing it for retaliation, I want a clean, fair game. Go Zebras. May the force be with you guys. And I really want to hear who you guys uh, – I know there's some Star Wars references on the show sometimes.
0: Uh-huh. Who's your guys' favorite Star Wars character? Who do you guys see yourself as? Okay, that's a good one because I'm not a Star Wars fan, so I'm going to defer to Harry Douglas, Devin Kane, and Shannon Penn. If you guys could put people in terms of being a Star Wars character. All right, Harry Douglas, go ahead. Have at it.
1: Well, I thought somebody was going to get in my ear, but thanks, guys. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go E.T. That's not a Star
0: Wars character. Yeah, I know. <laughs> even I know that. Not even. I'm not even a Star Wars fan. Wait, Even hold on. Hey, when
1: you were when you were doing, I'm like, I thought you were saying I want to go first. No, so I, I, what I'm first. saying is somebody get in my ear. Yeah, he's over about here. What? Somebody get in my ear. I'm, I'm I'm sticking my finger in my, in about, my ear basically. Wh- 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 why did
0: you want somebody whispering in your ear about that for? That's what I want to know. Because You've opened the door, now you gotta you gotta finish the job
1: now. Because uh uh-huh. my family loves Star Wars. Okay. We love Star Wars, don't we, Harry? We yes, love it. Yes, We, we, we love do. It. How, nope. how much do you love it? Enough to get in my ear? <laughs> How much (laughs) do you love it, guys? How much?
0: Come on now. Dev, how much do you and love talking, it? He, he's talking to you two. I'm not a Star Wars fan. So Devon Kane and Shannon Penn, he's talking to y'all right now. Right, so
1: now,
3: real quick, uh, best character, favorite character is Ahsoka uh, Tano, Was actually a relatively new character. Okay. She has a show on Disney Plus right now okay. that you can check out on Disney Plus right. if you want to see Ahsoka Tano right now okay. on Disney Plus. Right. love Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> here on Freddie and Harry. Okay. Right. Go Star Wars.
0: So since you're going to be Mr. Star Wars aficionado here, if we had to be a specific Star Wars character, Shannon Penn, start with Devon, then go to Harry and go to me. What Star Wars characters would we be? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: well, wow. you, you're probably, well, I would say Freddie. Han Solo. Han, so I was going to go with Ben. Obi-Wan okay, Kenobi. Obi-Wan
0: Kenobi. The yeah, Sage. The Sage, okay. who's
3: been there before, the vet in the group, All right. who's been there, done that. I like that. Okay. Who, who is Yoda? Well, that's a little too old. That's, that's too old. That's Justin. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: wow. If we have the, we, did you just dime out the director of ESPN? Just in case do know, Justin I know about Craig. Star Wars. I'm just saying.
1: Man. So Justin is yo. <laughs> wow.
0: You realize I'm older than Justin by a fair amount, right? You realize that, right? <laughs> Wow. He's, All right, right Shannon, finish the job. Sad. What kind of Star Wars character is Harry Douglas? Come on. No, Harry is Lando. He's Lando. He's Lando Clarissian. Yeah, yes. Lando Clarissian. plays off so Billy so, D. Williams. Yeah. Like, yeah. Explain that to me, though. Uh-huh. like that you,
3: to me. a smooth talker. You can mm-hmm. talk to anybody. You can yep. walk into any room. Yep. You will be the center of attention. Handles his business. Handle business. Yeah. You're the man. You yeah. can talk. You yeah. got it. Exactly. It's my guy. Oh, I like yeah, exactly. that. I like it's that. My guy.
0: There you go. So, what what Star's character with Devin Kane be?
3: Uh, Dev, because he's the young guy in the group, I'll okay. give him Luke, you know? Luke
0: Skywalker? I'll give him Luke. I'll take it. okay, Mr. Skywalker? give him Luke. Okay. Absolutely. At say your Jar Jar Blinks or anything like that. That's the last thing you need as far as that goes. All right, Shannon Penn, what Star Wars character would you be?
3: I wasn't expecting that.
0: Of course. If you're going to name us, you got to name yourself. You have to.
3: Oh, I would have to be. I'm Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, I was the chosen one. Uh, oh, Got a bit of, oh, like okay. I'm the most skilled out of the group. Okay. Got a bit wow. of a temper.
1: They put his ass on the bench when he was little though. <laughs> see, 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 see. I ain't forget about that one. Man, I love oh. you, Shannon. I hate saying. Okay.
0: Triple H say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. I'm Freddie and Harry on ESPN like, Radio. Soon as you said
1: the chosen one. Oh, I know. They sat that. you on the bench though. Okay. Jeez.
0: <laughs> Harry could wait. How long you were holding that in your holster? That the minute that Shannon did that, you just shot his whole dream down, Man, shot his whole motif we've down. We
1: all sat the bench before. Most of us, not, not all of us, not,
0: not all of us. Don't try to see now. You're being now. You're trying to be funny. I, most of us sat the bench. Not me, Harry Douglas. But most of us sat the bench. But
1: I did though. Okay. My, my freshman year in college.
0: All right. Just want to make sure you go, I wanted to make sure you're going to come correct. I
1: would not have played if it wasn't for an injury. Okay. Uh, amongst someone in college. Okay,
0: I'm glad you came correct See? as far as that goes.
1: We've all been there.
0: You didn't let me down, Robert in Maryland, as casual fan. Super Bowl Sunday, Chiefs 49ers, eight 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 seven two. Oh, Robert dropped. Let's go to somebody else. Let's go to Damian in Virginia. Damian, as a casual fan, who are you rooting for to win on Super Bowl Sunday? Why? Go ahead, Damian. We move on from Damian. Maybe you scared him off, Harry. Maybe by talking about people being put on the bench. Maybe you scared them off as far Tell as Tell go. Don't be goes.
1: scared. If they scared, it ain't meant to be, baby.
0: That's very true.
1: Don't be scared. I can't deny that at all. <laughs> I can smell it from a mile away. <laughs>
0: I can smell your fear. Courtney in Minneapolis, as a casual fan, who are you rooting for to win on Super Bowl Sunday and why? I'm rooting
4: for the Kansas City Chiefs to win. I think. I think they deserve it after fighting throughout this whole year, fighting with, you know, what little they had and fighting with, you know, everybody rooting against them and the refs and them, they're falling apart. They somehow, you know, stuck it together and kept it together, and now they're at the point of possibly winning the Super Bowl, and they're doing good enough that people are getting upset. And that, you know, that I kind of respect that, so I'm rooting for them for that one reason.
1: Yeah, I give them a ton of credit. Uh, because the criticism that they faced this year, and it was warranted because they weren't handling their business, right? And they were making mistakes, something that we didn't see from this football team in the past, whether it was the penalties, the – the drop passes in which they led the National Football League. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, at, at a certain point, was turning the ball over frequently. Yeah. But to be able to lock back in mm-hmm. and, and, and have tunnel vision and focus on the task at hand and stand committed to the process, you got to give Kansas City, Andy Reid, and that football team a lot of credit for being able to do that and get to this game.
0: You never got a sense of panic from them. Yep. Frustration, absolutely. Anger, no doubt about that. But never a sense of losing themselves are having that sense of panic and having that culture built in that one way or another we will figure this out and we're going to figure it out together. And When we do, look out. Well, they could do something that's never been done before. If they're able to win the Super Bowl, they will have beaten four teams who won at least 11 games in the regular season. That's the kind of run that nobody saw or thought was going to happen for Kansas City when they were on the struggle bus, and everybody kept them on that struggle bus, and they were trying to get off. Keep weighing in. Who are you rooting for to win on Sunday, and why as a casual fan in the Super Bowl? Let us know at 888 ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. and it's going to be really cool to have a quarterback perspective on Patrick Mahomes and Brock Purdy from a guy who's in the Pro Football Hall of Fame who played that position. That comes your way after Harry has this from Vivid Seats.
1: Secure the seats and the memories this year from Vivid Seats, your home for every slam dunk, slap shot, and base steal. Vivid Seats celebrates fandom with unbeatable rewards like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. With Vivid Seats' rewards, you earn with every purchase. From buzzer beaters to walk-off home runs, Vivid Seats has a great selection and great prices on all the games that matter to you. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.
0: Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight corner pizza and get five dollars off with code eight save. That's the number eight, S A V E. Jets
1: Pizza, better because it has to be.
0: It is the Wednesday grewathon known as Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm Freddie Coleman. He's Harry Douglas. Thanks for joining us on 6XM Channel 80. And I'll tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN radio. Like we mentioned, Super Bowl 58 happening on Sunday. Nothing really exciting has happened, happened, Harry, but nothing nefarious has happened as well. So that's a good thing or a bad thing, depending on who you talk to on social media, anything like that. But both of these teams... They're right and ready. They got their yayas out of the way. with opening night when it comes to that on Monday. And now we're getting closer and closer to Super Bowl 50 with Kansas City and San Francisco. Let's bring in a man who's a pro football hall of fame, one of the best dudes that we are blessed to have had a chance to talk to. and know he is Warren Moon. and hit him on Twitter, WMoon1. He is here on behalf of the NFL Alumni Association, very active in helping NFL alumni contribute to communities across the United States. And the NFL Alumni's core mission is caring for our kids and caring for the community. Before we talk about you being – at the Super Bowl, one on behalf of the NFL Alumni Association, what are your thoughts about what Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City have been able to do in the last six years playing for a conference championship and making their fourth Super Bowl appearance?
4: Well, he's off to a great start. He's probably off to one of the best starts any uh, quarterback has had come into the league, minus maybe Tom Brady. But, um, you know, he's with the right program he's with the right coach he's got good talent around him but he's an unbelievable competitor and he's an unbelievable physical specimen as well so you put the combination of all those things together and you're going to have success and and I'm really happy for him cuz the kid really works hard you know I got a chance to meet him when he was first coming out of college I watched him play at Texas Tech and I knew he had something special but I didn't know he'd be this special when he came in the league
1: you played the quarterback position at a very very high level Brock Purdy has taken a lot of criticism this season for not being or looking like the way the world wants him to look, but he's been able to produce. What has impressed you the most about Brock Purdy?
4: Yeah, Harry, how do you how do you criticize a guy that's in the Super Bowl? I mean, how <laughs> how do you criticize the fact that if you look at every passing statistic throughout the year, he's probably in the top three of all of them. Um, you look at what he's done in the last two playoff games. He's brought his team from behind. Uh, he's made some of the big winning plays, and still people criticize him because he was a seventh round draft pick. Well, last thing, I last time I looked, uh, Tom Brady was a six round draft pick, and, and you know he went to ten Super Bowls and won seven. So I don't think where you're drafted has a whole lot to do with it anymore. Um, it's not a complete science. I can I can name five number one overall picks that that never made it to the playoffs. So a lot of it has to do with you know how good a player you are, how much you develop when you come in the league, and then what you're surrounded with. And There's no question he has good talent around him, but show me a team that gets to the Super Bowl that's not very talented.
0: Pro Football Hall of Fame quarterback Ron Moon on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. When you look at the story of Brock Purdy, you clearly understand what it's like to be overlooked because you went through that. You led the University of Washington Pack-8 championship. You were Pack-8 player of the year. And no NFL team drafted you. You go to Canada. You became a Canadian Football League Hall of Famer before coming back to the National Football League. How much do you look at Brock Purdy and say, "I was able to overcome, and I had to do it for different reasons." So nobody should be throwing the same kind of barriers in front of Brock Purdy just because of what he does not look like or what he didn't look like at Iowa State.
4: You're right, uh, and I, I look at I love the to, the underdog story. I love the guys who are uh, not supposed to be what everybody thinks they're supposed to be, and uh, they end up being that. So. Uh, you know, I'm proud of the fact that he's, uh, he's playing the way he's playing. Uh, he didn't look at that Mr. Irrelevant thing and, and take it seriously. All he did was put his head down and he went to work and he, and he went to a team that I think had him, uh, projected as a, maybe a fourth round draft pick, even though he ended up going in the seventh round. So, he, you know, he wasn't projected as bad as what is, is what the, the draft pick was that he went, um. I watched him play at Iowa State for a couple of years. He didn't have a whole lot around him, but he was a a gamer. He made plays with his legs. He made plays with his arm. And now put in the right situation, uh, he's able to flourish in what he's doing offensively.
1: What are your thoughts on the term game manager when it comes to quarterbacks in the National Football League or quarterbacks, period, across the board that, that play this game that we love so much? The term game manager, your thoughts on that?
4: Harry, let me tell you right now that every quarterback is a is a manager. When you put together a game plan at the beginning of the week, whether it has your blitzes, whether it has your protections, whether it has your plays you put in for that particular game, whatever it is, it's your job as a quarterback to manage all of that once the game starts on Sunday. So every quarterback is asked to manage, no matter what system that he's in. Now what makes you special is when maybe one of those plays breaks down, Maybe a guy gets beat off the edge or whatever. What can you do to make that play that was you're supposed to be managing that might break down? what can you do to make that play still work and or make something special happen off of it and that that's the difference between the elite guys and the guys that are are just quarterbacks that are managers and patrick mahomes does that as well as anybody but josh allen does it as well as anybody a lamar jackson that's what makes these guys elite quarterbacks is because when the play does break down they can make something special happen but we're all managers
0: Great stuff by Warren Moon, Hall of Fame quarterback. Hit him on Twitter, WMoon1 on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. I want to go back to something you said about when you saw Patrick Mahomes had a chance to be around him the first time. What were your initial thoughts when you saw Patrick Mahomes?
4: Uh, first of all, very polite. Um, yes, sir. No, sir. Um, you know, a lot of respect. Uh, you could tell that he was brought up in a in a household um you know of sports you know his dad was a, was a pitcher and and so he he had um you know great respect for for you know the people that had done it before him um and then again i had seen his talent and I watched him play. It was just a matter of harnessing that talent because at Texas Tech, he didn't have the talent that he plays with now in the NFL. Right. So he had to do a lot of things by himself. And they had to teach him that you don't have to do it all by yourself, but there are times when you are going to have to make plays. And that's what they've kind of taught him to do, play within the, in the, the framework of the system. But when things break down and you have to make something happen, you have the ability to do that, and that's what makes him special. I can't
1: help but think about all the Warren Moon cards that I have in my house currently uh, that are are locked in my safe. You're not the only one. I definitely got to get you to sign a a couple of them when I see you again. But looking at how the game is officiated today, what would Warren Moon look like in today's game?
4: Well, first of all, Harry, why don't you just bring them to the Kentucky Derby, and I'll uh, I'll sign them for you. There we <laughs> go. So, but, but, so <laughs> I'm before... sure I'll see you. I'm sure I'll see you there because those are your stomping grounds, and and that's one of my favorite places to go every year too. But <laughs> so, uh, so, Mr. Moon,
1: if, bef- before you answer, really yes, quick, yes, sir. I have my to name s- is Warren. I have to say this. <laughs> he said, "Don't make me feel old." <laughs> uh, exactly, you young whippersnapper, Harry. <laughs> I do have to say this. So we're we're at a gala, y'all, and and I, I see Warren there. And you don't know this, but I'm in awe. And I don't get in awe for anyone. But growing up watching you and how fantastic you were and me and my father and how he feels about you as well, I, I told my wife on multiple uh, of occasions, I was like, at what point do I go over there to him? And she was like, oh, just go over there, honey. But I, I was nervous to go over there. Mm-hmm. But then you came over there where I was. And the fact that you knew me, my wife had to hear about that all <laughs> night.
4: Warren, and she was so mad because I couldn't
1: stop talking about
4: it. <laughs> Well, I saw you sitting there and you were by yourself at the time, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, I said, I want to I go over and introduce myself because I've I watched you on, on the the different shows that you're on. And um I think you do a really good job. But I also watched you as a player. And I know you played with a good friend of mine, Tony Gonzalez. Um, that was one of my best friends when we were in Kansas City together. So I wanted to introduce myself. And uh, you were a nice guy. You acted really cool about it. Like you uh, like you should have had me coming over to say hi to you. <laughs> or you going over to say hi to me. <laughs>
1: All right. So now that we got that out of the way, how would Warren Moon be officiated in today's game? <laughs>
4: You know, if I could play today, man, the, the way the game is, how open it is, how the, the uh, rules are geared towards the offensive players, especially the passing game, the way they protect the quarterback. I mean, I would love to be playing right now, but you know, I had my error. I did as well as I could during that era. And I love watching what I'm seeing on, on television today and, and the players, the quarterbacks today, are, are, are very, very impressive. They're, you know, a lot of them are hybrid, where they can they can move. You got to be able to move and make things happen as well as throw the football from the pocket. Uh, I love that because that was kind of my game as, as well a long time ago. But I would love to be playing today, especially with the money they're making. Have you seen the money they're making today, yes? Yes, Oh, my goodness.
0: My goodness. They can write a check in every bank in the country with (laughs) doubts. That's how much money they have when it comes to the National Football League. But a big part of that when it comes to money is the NFL Alumni Association. You continue to do great work. And I know you have a lot of help from guys who play in the NFL, either doing your era a little bit before you or a little bit after you. You're there doing Super Bowl week on behalf of the NFL Alumni Association. Warren, what are you doing this week with that?
4: Yeah, you know, a lot of us players, when we played, we were involved in the community. Well, that didn't stop when we became alumni. And we're doing things around the country in, you know, 30 30 different markets. Uh, There are former players, all the different lessons that we learned when we played football, whether it was, you know, teamwork and sportsmanship and and work ethic and all those different things that, that make you a successful football player. We're trying to teach those things in communities to young people, wow. um, those same types of lessons. And we're uh, launching a program today called the uh, the Better Business Bureau Heart of Texas Foundation. And what we want to do is look for the new young business leaders in communities around the country, um, partner with the Better Business Bureau. And, and uh, the, all those lessons that I talked about, if we were successful well in the football field, mm-hmm. those can be translated over into the business community as well. And we're looking for the young business leaders in this country. Uh, and that's you know one of the programs that we're working on, especially today. We're launching that program today.
0: Real quick, because you mentioned you're a Pro football Hall of Famer. You also got inducted to the Houston Sports Hall of Fame. Well, how is that really? I did. Yeah, how, how much is that really helping you to show people a way to say, I can go from where I was growing up in a tough area, growing up in a tough neighborhood, but then becoming a pro football hall of fame in a Houston sports hall of fame and now part of the NFL alumni association. How much does all those things together help the future when it comes to people, whether they play football or not Warren?
4: Yeah, those are the things that, uh, you know, I love doing and, and also former players love doing is when they go back into communities and talk to young people you know, how do you get their attention? Well, you get their attention by telling them your story, telling them the adversities that you went through, because a lot of us came from those same type of environments that a lot of these young kids are living in, but we made it out somehow. And we try and tell them how we made it out. And I think it translates better to them when it comes from somebody who's actually gone through that before. Uh, then they maybe see some hope for themselves. So that's kind of what we try and do when we talk to young people: is tell them our story, tell them you know where we started and where we where we ended, and they can do the same thing if they're willing to put in the work and all the different lessons that uh, that you learn from from uh, from playing sports or or being successful in life. So. That's kind of how it works, and and a lot of there's a lot of guys that are former football players that want to do this because they know that they can make a difference because they've seen it work for themselves.
0: And his story continues to be written because it's been a fantastic story. Pro Football Hall of Famer, Houston Sports Hall of Famer, and just an all-around great, great person. He is Warren Moon, Hall of Fame quarterback. Hit him on Twitter at WMoon1. Joining us on Freddie Harry on behalf of the NFL Alumni Association. Warren, always a pleasure to talk with you. Take care. God bless and enjoy Super Bowl Sunday as well.
4: Freddie, thanks for having me on, man. Always great talking to you. And, Harry, first mint juleps on me. Gotcha. <laughs> nice. See you the first nice. weekend in May. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> Thank you, one. I got to be invited to this now because if, if mint juleps on the on the menu, you know, Freddie Coleman, sympathetic, I could not more. And be. you would
1: have the time of your life, Freddie. The oh, Kentucky man. Derby, man, yeah. I tell everyone, if you've never yeah. been, make sure yeah. it's on your bucket list to go at least
0: once. Might have to do that in May because you, you know I got the hats. You know I got the fedoras. Man, I love dressing up in those suits. Yeah,
1: man. Got those cigars yeah, when I go outside and smoke my little yeah,
0: cigars and whatnot. I'll get my sucker going on with my suit, man, down there. <laughs> I can promise you that. So I might have to make that trip down there with Mrs. Coleman for the Kentucky Derby this mm-hmm. year to hang out with one Harry Douglas and Ward Moon. He is Harry Douglas. of Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us. Freddie and Freddie Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. Keep weighing in. As a casual fan, who are you rooting for to win Super Bowl Sunday and why we want to hear from you at Triple H to ESPN, 888 3776. And you're going to find how Cowboys running back Tony Pollard got in touch with his inner Aaron Rodgers. And yes, not in a good way. This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
2: The Freddie and Harry Podcast.
0: It's the Wednesday Grewathon known as Freddie and Harry with Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman on the ESPN app, Sirius X and Channel 80, and tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, insurance of motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1 800 Progressive and Progressive.com. And we welcome Nick Saban to the ESPN family. He's going be- <laughs> to go. be a part of College Game Day, the NFL Draft. SEC Media Day's appearance is also planned. He'll also contribute to ESPN's extensive multi-day draft coverage for the NFL, and he'll make appearances like we mentioned tied the SEC Media Days across ESPN platforms, including the SEC Network. So, Harry Douglas, we welcome the greatest college football coach ever, Dick Saban, to the ESPN family and the stable.
1: I think it's it's excellent. Um, mm-hmm. Nick Saban is a guy that has been able to evolve over time, right? Sure. He understands that the college game was changing uh, but he he also knew that he had to change, and some of the things that he done. You still keep yeah. your baseline principles, right. but I also thought he was phenomenal on Pat McAfee show every year, and the chemistry that those two guys have had. Uh-huh. Uh, going to Alabama for college game day on numerous of occasions. I think Nick Saban is going to be tremendous in that role, and and bring a lot of insight yes. when it comes to you know coaching a football team, NIL recruiting, all of that, you know X's and O's of the football game. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, extremely excited. I do countdown to college game day. So whenever we right. can have a phenomenal human being like Nick Saban no join doubt. the crew, mm-hmm. I'm ecstatic about it.
0: I'd give anything that he'd be part of the headgear situation, Lee Corso. And I want it to happen to an Alabama versus Auburn. Ooh. And he has to choose and he puts the Auburn headgear on. The Paul Feinbaum show would literally melt on Monday.
1: Or LSU.
0: But more Auburn, Alabama. Oh, yeah, but yeah, I'm just but saying, LSU, both of those yeah, schools. Absolutely. Yeah, that's Saban a good point. Nick Saban put on the headgear
1: Of the opposing, of the opposing team. team. Oh, man.
0: Twitter would literally break up and go off into the heavens and just disintegrate into the, into the stars if he did something <laughs> like that. But Nick Saban, the legendary coach of Alabama, LSU, he joins ESPN, who we part of College Game Day, alongside Reese Davis, Lee Corso, Kirk Herbstreit, Desmond Howard, and Pat McAfee, also appear in the NFL Draft, and media coverage when it comes to the SEC. We welcome Nick Saban to the ESPN family. And I guarantee you, Nick Saban does not do something to make sure he's out of pocket if he doesn't want to be when it comes to current events because that situation was what happened to Tony Proud of the Dallas Cowboys as a running back when he was on the Pat McAfee show early today. This is how he found out something that happened six days ago that Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator of the Cowboys, is no longer – and he's now the Washington Commanders head coach. Your guys' defensive coordinator obviously has got the head coaching gig in Washington. I think you guys are still going through the process, right, of figuring out who that D.C. might be. When you, got, when you face that defense, you guys have stars everywhere you look. What do you think? What do you look for them for next year, and who do you think they might bring in?
2: Um, you know, it's crazy. <laughs> See, I hadn't been on social media like (laughs) I kinda I got rid of Instagram like midway through the season. How come? How come? Too much people being negative? I mean, being a a cowboy, you just have to find ways to keep your mental on point, you know?
4: Yeah, keep the noise out. Did you just find out you lost your defense
0: coordinator? I just found out right now. Bro, don't you have a phone?
1: (laughs) Freddie, I applaud him because there is a lot when you play for the Cowboys and for him, I I commend him. For, but I know someone, like you mentioned, someone had to text him about that. But he's Thank also here. We got to take this in consideration. He's okay. a free agent, so
0: technically he's not on the Cowboys right now. He's I get a free it, free agent. Sure, but bro, don't you have a phone? <laughs> Was he in like in Prince of Darkness land with Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> cut off from society, living off the land, eating wild berries and, and, and trees or something like that? I'm in hugging? another
1: country. Listen, when I'm in another country, I don't pay attention to things going on in the United States.
0: But you keep your phone, don't you? Uh, true story. All right, then. No lies. You have time. alerts in your phone, right? Ding dong. If current events happen, doesn't your phone tap you to say, OK, hey. you're back me in a corner, Freddie. Wow. <laughs> Like, he literally went off the grid, apparently, that he did not know that Dan Quinn was no longer part of the Cowboys organization.
1: Or that's how bad that loss was for the Cowboys to the Green Bay Packers.
0: To be fair, he may not have been the only one that wanted to just get away from everything. Oh, yeah. This is what happens when you're a slave to social media, that you allow people that you don't even know that have nothing to do with you affect you like that. Play for the Dallas Cowboys or anybody else.
1: They just need to win. Uh, I know. Story for another day. I won't troll today. And
0: apparently Tony Pollard says the Cowboys make sure that those landlines are available in case things jump off that he doesn't that he needs to know about. The Cowboys are not in the Super Bowl. No new news here. But we'll give you news in this play that could decide the Super Bowl that no one is talking about. That's next on Freddie and Harry. And we have phones always working. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN radio.